the killer pod from outer space presents watch this or die Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. We're here with you with a Watch This or Die, and yes, we did survive, so there's a Camp Blood recap coming your way. I'm here with my handsome compadre, Jeffrey. What's up, party people? And then on the hotlines, we got Brother Pete. Sucking on a chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. (laughs) And Brother Sean. How about I cut your balls off and feed them to you, you fucking shit stain? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Not much. Just uh, been laying low. Yeah, I'm still recovering. I'm working. Since, yeah, I'm still. Yeah. I didn't get to sleep for like two days after. I still um, got a little bit of that bubble gut. Oh, yeah. I was telling Jeff like. My stomach was shredded on Sunday. And just trash food weekend, man. Yeah, not from. I don't think it was even from the booze. Surprisingly, I wasn't hungover. It's just my stomach was in shambles. Same. Actually, I was, I was hurting on Saturday, but Sunday, Sunday was good. Yeah. I I actually um, eat, I was about twenty minutes from home, and I went through um, like I, it was a green light, but I woke up on the other side of it. <laughs> I pulled over <laughs> in a parking lot and went to sleep for 20 minutes. Jeez. Jesus Christ. I was just, I was kind of, my eyes were getting heavy. I was like, oh. Uh, and, then, and then it was just like, I saw the traffic light and then I woke up and I, the next thing I knew, I was like, oh God. <laughs> went through it. Yikes. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I was just tired. I was just tired, you know. Like yeah. you said, well, I mean, you know, we, we wake up early at those things. I mean, Vinny has the blackout tent, but um it, it's hard to sleep in with, especially uh, Sunday when it was a little bit warmer. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. And the sun starts beating down. I mean, I think we, I think at least, I think all of us pretty much took it easy Saturday night. We all had fun in the afternoon, but then kind of yes, definitely. tapered off. Yeah, we, we did it right on Saturday, I think. Yeah. yeah, I like that approach to it, too. But, yeah, the night was, I mean, I was, uh, I was dozing off hard like in the second movie um Alice Sweet Alice but I woke up and finished that out and then I was kind of like all of us at yeah, one like, one hey. collective like yeah we're all going to bed mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that one a lot Alice Sweet yeah, Alice yeah super good time I saw that super good and it doesn't have like it has a definitive ending but there's still like the uh like like you asked or said or whatever it was like that little girl's still fucked up though right it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah there's there's nothing wrong with her for sure yeah all right well, hold on Did we'll, they ever... we'll, we'll break it down we'll break it down in we the are, recap we are breaking yeah, 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 beers right first. um jeff doesn't have a root beer i don't have any beverage tonight i am tired all right sean what do you got Ooh, i got a beer from san diego uh McKellar Brewing Company. They've got a little brewery in Little Italy. And this is their Beer Geek Breakfast Stout. Going, uh, now that the weather's starting to cool down a little bit, going the darker beers. Uh, let me pour this in a glass. Great I've never stuff had this. So. Little, little, really, little yeah, tiny I, tasting room, but good spot. 
It is. Oh, you've been? Yeah. Yeah, they got a nice little tasting room. It's in an awesome spot. Speaking of Man, it getting chillier, we are slowly accumulating like all the pumpkin beers, and I think we're going to do two a day or something like that in October. Probably not two a day, but like we're trying to get as many as possible. Did you see those two new uh, new trail drones? Um, no, but I did see that Elysian put out a whole pumpkin pack. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's... Yeah, but I'm saying, like, just yeah. for the variety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. New trail, um... I don't remember the exact name. So they got like a standard pumpkin ale that I think is called Zombies Have Friends Too. And then they put out an Imperial uh, pumpkin, pumpkin stout. Pumpkin, no, it's pumpkin ale. Oh, okay. And it's zombies, like hyped up zombies, something like that. Yeah, that's so cool. I'll be getting those probably for October episode beers. Yeah. I'm enjoying uh, I'm enjoying just the, the hunt kind of scene. I want to crush, I want to try to crush a bunch of Oktoberfests. In September, and then we'll. Yeah, I've never been bumps. a super fest beer guy, it's, but it's no, I, October I, I fest like a good is Marzen. cool. Good Marzen. Phoenixville's doing a really yeah. weak ass uh, Bridge Tober fest where it's like thirty bucks and you get a, a what do you call it? The big glass uh, Stein. Not a Stein, but the other one. Anyway, you get that. You get that and like a pretzel. It doesn't really seem worth it. Yeah, but. <laughs> I'd only want to hit Rebel Hill and Root Town. So. Well, it's not. I think it's in the parking lot where they do all their events. I think it's like, ah, so a, it's like more breweries. Yeah, this. it's like okay. I'll just stand outside the wall, <laughs> look in. Pete, I think we talked about it uh, over the weekend, but Human Robots doing a huge Oktoberfest coming up. Yeah, that's yeah. Not big. Our buddies. Will um, anybody be joining me for the John of the Dead release Friday at Nishamini Creek? I'm not going to be able to. Uh, and I, I wish I could. Yeah, you're in Seattle. Bummer. Yeah. Oh, well. I'll just I'm searching have to have... for. I'm going searching for Sasquatch. I'll let you know. Oh, sweet. I wish I could actually be part of that, too. But I'll just have to <laughs> yeah. have a good time without you guys. Uh, if you do see the elusive Yeti, uh, tell him I said what's up. Make sure you get a picture. And you know how to I'm do taking the, my camera. Do the Yeti scream, right? The uh, the mating call, where you just scream like a loon into the sky, like that guy on uh, Hunting Sasquatch or whatever, Hunting Bigfoot. I They're called do that anyway. It's called hooting. Hooting? Okay. Well, that big, uh, long-haired fella apparently has it down flat, but it just sounds like he's screaming like a loon to me. Anywho, Pete, what you got on the beer front? Well, uh, I got apparently not one of Jeff's favorites, but uh, Oktoberfest. Huh. Drugs. Oh, how is that? Uh, I was going to get that pack. It is toasty, crisp, and festive. All right. I'm in. Trogues does it festive? Everyone does. I think, fest every, I think everyone oh, does yeah. now. I think this is Trogue's first year doing it, though, or at least uh, it's good, and distributing it's, it. And it's like six point one, so it's like a slightly above average. Nice. Um, yeah, it's good. I bought a six pack. Nice. That that might be their first year because I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. Or late year, what you said, it might be the first year they distribute it. They probably had it at the brewery as a. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. I'm. Um, Revisiting other half brewing, I have their third anniversary Imperial IPA. It's a big old 10%, nice, colorful can. Yeah. Now, what's confusing me is third anniversary. I went to other half when we were in Brooklyn for NXT Takeover, and that was well over three years ago. So it must be like the third anniversary of one of their newer locations or something. Because 
something seems weird with that. It was canned on <laughs> seven twenty two twenty two, so it's not like old or anything. So I'm not sure what it's third anniversary of. Nonetheless, other half. Maybe it's just a re-release or something. Yeah. I don't know how you function. Like, you've had two buds, a glass of wine, and a, a Vizzy. Glass of wine? I could have swore I watched you drink a glass of wine. I have a glass of wine. Oh. You might have read my mind, though, because I was thinking, like, oh, we're having eggplant parm. Should I open a bottle of wine? Oh, I was like, God. no. We're recording. Like, and then a 10% to just cap it off. Pass. Large pass. I'm proud of you. Doesn't sound like much to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I'm old and beat down. Body can't take it anymore. That's a smooth 10%. It's got that high ABV sweetness, but it is. Mm. Other half. I'm always doing magical works. So you want to talk about this camp blood? Let's huh? get into it. I don't even know if, the, if I want to talk about it. What? I'm just kidding. No. With it. So we drove up. We drove. Hit the old biker bar. Yeah, had the biker bar. That's par for the course now. You know, nothing, nothing new and exciting to report there. Although I think they added all those PA skill machines, which if you're a gambler, you know, good for you. Love that place. But I mean, you know, the normal, right? Riverwalk, Dunbar, and then tailgate the gate. Um, is Riverwalk what you're calling the biker bar? It's That's the called Riverwalk. Yeah. yeah. It's not really. And a it's not even bar. really a biker bar. It's for like weekend warriors. They like stop through and and like when you call it a biker bar, like I'm sure the image people get is like, you know, like a mom and pop like rundown spot or something. No, it's like a compound. It's like a compound. It's huge yeah. and they, and like the outdoor area is massive and beautiful. It's like right on the river. Yeah. Uh, lots of outdoor seating, two outdoor bars, big old fire pit, fire pit, billiards. Like it's it's a nice spot. Yeah. I'd love to run a place like that. Mm-hmm. Pete, Pete, that's where we stopped on our before yep. we got there. Yep. Uh, yep. Which was a which was a great place. Yeah. We got a couple of Oktoberfests and Did you sit outside. It was a nice way to start it. Yeah, we sat out there. Some smoked bar. wings. Oh yes, smoked wings. I had the kielbasa sandwich. I think which our, I keep getting and don't realize it. It's always a our great friend. Uh, our friend Craig got. A deal on some beers that were frozen together under under the fan in the walk-in. <laughs> nice. Uh, they were. It was like a giant block of ice holding like what was it like eight beers, Sean? Yeah, it was, I think it was eight beers. It was eight beers. They're like dollar a piece, and then <laughs> and then they, then they sold them. Then they're like, well, the milk crate's two dollars. <laughs> but he yeah, said he said they did Then he said he didn't actually. They didn't actually charge him for the milk crate, so he got a free milk crate. Ooh. Which I don't know if anyone on here has never. Milk crates are great. Oh I, like, yeah, you when can. I'm uh... like, oh. That's, a, that's a great buy for two dollars. When I'm uh, working events, like I carry, I and like, I have like my beverages in there, my chef coat, like I throw my wallet, and my keys in there, like I carry that shit around. It's like a backpack. Yeah. You can use it yeah, as I was a, thinking, a step stool. It's very universal. Yeah, I, yeah. I was unpacking all my camping gear, and like I don't really have a good spot to put it yet. Like my lantern and like uh, the pump for the the mattress. Like I'm trying to put it somewhere, and I was like, fuck. If I had a $2 milk crate that I could just, like, store it all in, <laughs> throw it in the closet in the back, that'd be perfect. When I was younger, we used to take milk crates and cut the bottoms out, nail them to a piece of plywood, nail that up to a telephone pole, South Philly basketball. Yep. It was great till the friggin' go. neighbors would always call the cops on you. It's annoying. 
Call the cops if you're playing basketball. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's always the old lady that doesn't want you making noise in the street, you know? It's like, well, she's probably dead now. Oh, no doubt. But <laughs> you used to have it everywhere you went. You play hockey, cops would show up. What are your kids doing? Like, we're playing street hockey, dude. What do you, what do you think we're doing? We're 10. Yeah, you're Patsy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we tailgated the line as per usual. They didn't uh, cut that off, which was nice. I think we were worried about the uh, the no lining up situation and the doors being so late. But they let us in early. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Uh, well, they, I didn't notice it until leaving uh, Sunday that they actually had a sign that said "line up this way." So they were fully expecting it. I'm guessing. Okay. Well, I think they they've had that for a while. Oh. Okay. I think because it's one of their bigger events, it's just a question of organization because the bigger ones are when it gets out of control and there's always a troublemaker or some noob that doesn't know what the hell's going on. Um, but yeah, we got uh, in, set up. and Lyle got tuned up early, which is hilarious. <laughs> he had a solid two vodka and clubs at lunch. Then at the beer distributor, he got a peanut butter slushy. Which wasn't bad, but I, I couldn't have more than a sip. It was basically like a slushy version of that that peanut butter flavored uh, whiskey. Then he hit a mason jar of moonshine, peach moonshine, and then he got silly. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. I, I tailgated. He was dancing with the uh, the tall. What was that, like 32, 22 ounce Arnold Palmer's spiked? Mm-hmm. That was a good Ooh. call. It's refreshing. Those are, those are delicious. Yeah, so good. One of my new favorite things. Yeah, so we got set up. Good crowd. Um, big crowd for Friday night. Friday and Saturday night was sold out. Um, the usual vendors exhumed the Mahoning Tent. And then your guests, Larry Zerner. Larry Zerner. Got a picture with an autograph from him. Was very nice. Very nice guy. Our cosplay went over well. Yeah. Vinny dressed like Shelly. I was Chuck. And our Ashley was um, Chili. And we all kind of got our own. We should have got a big group picture with him. I don't know why we didn't. But we all got pictures with Larry Zerner, the guy that played Shelly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a girl there... Um... I forget her name. Uh, vestibule of Newer. She had a Sheila. Gr- she had a great... Yeah. She's uh, like a big cosplayer. Really good cosplay of the biker chick that takes the uh, pitchfork to the throat. Fox. And she had the pitchfork, like, yeah. you know, part of her costume and yeah. threw her throat. Last year, she did, like, a really good driller killer uh, yeah. from Slumber Party Massacre. Fangoria is always, like, putting up her cosplay. So she either has an in there or she's just done it enough that they know. Um, but it was fun. I mean, it was a good... Good um, lead in. Like I was very excited. The, the Mahoning Rock Radio or whatever you want to call it was. Yeah, it always like does a great job getting the amp. Yeah, up. it does. And then the Camp Blood Olympics started. Yep. So the Olympics night night one was a fail for us, but uh, Shane and Lyle won on the tug of war competition with uh, obviously some other team members from around the, the campgrounds. Um, and they got Fright Rags t-shirt or uh, polo shirts that were like three sizes too small. Yeah, wow. It was like a double XL that looked like a medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lyle, oh, yeah. he's not like a huge guy. He had what? What was it? An XL or no? A two X large yeah. or two X? Yeah, nothing. It, looked, it, looked like it a didn't fit him. Yeah, it looked like a. That's why they were medium. part of the prize table. <laughs> Something must have went wrong with the sizing. 
Um, they were wish.com sizing. Yeah. yeah. Egg toss. Um, eyeball toss. Eyeball toss. Wasn't wasn't no. great for us, but uh, Friday night's just not our night. Yeah, our arch, our arch rival again. These Maybe two dudes, just... I don't even know their names, but it's just been like three years in a row now where it's us and them throwing ridiculous distances. Yeah. It didn't get as far as... I mean, we'll get into Saturday, but it didn't get as far as Saturday. Man. But it was nice that the final three teams, the third team was uh, Shane and Dana. That was fun. Yeah. I uh, saw a video back of me dropping that egg, and I'm really mad at myself. I should not have dropped that. Did it hit your wrist or something? Uh, it goes right between my hands. Oh. Like, I, I'm going for the pull-in to the cradle, uh-huh. and it just goes right, right between. And I was... Uh, that's just probably why I was anxiety ridden on Saturday night. Jesus. Well, that was that was something I've never experienced. I already have a heart attack. Yeah. People were like, "Dude, you look like we you're... were like trembling." Yeah. I had to walk away to decompress. Like, like you were standing up there, like you could tell you were trying to look cool, but you clearly weren't. Like, like it was not going well <laughs> Cold in sweats. my head. Yeah. Not going well in my head. Um, movie lineup Friday was a treat. We had Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Funky Disco Jason. Yep. Um, we had was graduation day second or third? Yes, graduation day was second. It did not get a lot of love. I was, nah. I was bummed about that. I love graduation day. I and slept then, through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then blood rage was number three. Blood rage was fun. Yeah, I Hello. mean maybe because I was drunk, but, but it's pretty fun, much exactly it's, it's, as described. Exactly as described. Yeah, it's a fun movie either way. It's a dude in a blood rage. You know, twin brothers, blood raging it up. The, Thanksgiving kills. The uh, yeah, the, the general consensus about graduation day bummed me out though. Yeah, I thought it was boring. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on in there that makes no sense, but that's kind of the charm of it. Characters come and go, mm. and then come back and have a major part in the movie. Like it's it's goofy. Yeah, weird stuff. Yeah. I uh. I mean, not that we need to talk much about Friday the 13th 3 because it's been talked about, but um, I, my favorite thing about that one is the uh, the one biker dude that like you keep thinking he's dead and he just keeps coming back. <laughs> I mean, he's essentially dead for half the movie before he does yeah, come back like, to life. You just been in that closet? Yeah, he's been hanging out. You could have gone. You could have escaped at any moment. He was waiting, waiting it out. Uh, I think that was the first time I've seen three. Really? Uh, I yeah, I had a lot of fun watching yeah, that. That was, super that was a good, good watch. Super it's, fun. it's fun with the crowd too. The beginning. I mean, the whole grocery guy and his wife. Mm. I mean, that alone is just fun stuff. The three D gimmicks yeah. are oh, so super bad. funny. Three <laughs> D. I love the three D gimmicks. They're so blatant. I mean, I guess, like, the technology, obviously, was, like... I mean, it, there's documentaries um, or making-ofs or whatever you want to call it about the movie. And, like, the te- technology is so primitive. There was, like, you did the take, and if you didn't hit the exact spot, the 3D wouldn't work. <laughs> so, like, half the freaking shooting is them just, like, doing one... Putting stuff towards the yeah, lens. pointing stuff at the camera over and over and over. How many... Um... Friday movies are there? Uh, counting Freddy vs. Jason? Inclu- no, yeah, plus the remake? 12. 12. So and the there's, next... what, there's what, nine Freddy movies? Yeah. 
I just think it'd be interesting to do a Freddy versus Jason list. Um, although we've, I mean, we've talked about all those movies. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a fun versus. Ooh, maybe that's the three way you get Freddy versus Michael versus Jason. Hmm. Nah, because oh, Halloween's that's a, that's, the far. That's convoluted. The far, like, I, I'd say in terms of like full series altogether, like Friday's probably at the top. That like right behind is Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I feel like it drops off a lot with Halloween. No, because the weak Halloweens are really weak. Yeah, but the weak Freddies and the weak... They're still entertaining See, I, and I don't, fun. I don't think there is a weak Friday the 13th. I like them all. Um, seven is grown on me. Manhattan is probably the weakest for me, but I still enjoy watching it. Um, the New Blood, right? Yeah, The New Blood has grown on me. That's the one with the telepathic girl. I, I hated that one forever, but it grew on me. Manhattan is not good, but it's like so it stupid. It has like a it, it's, charm. Yeah, right? exactly. There's something about like the... And all the stuff on the boat is actually good. But like when they're in New York, it's like almost Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles New York. Like why is there a toxic barrel in this alleyway? Well, when they go into the sewers, I'm like... Uh, yeah. And then the whole thing with say... like Jason like reverting back to a child. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, so two things. Um I must have only seen New Blood like once in my life because when they showed that preview, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Oh, okay. Um, but regardless of that, for a pound for pound preview versus movie, the the Jason Takes Manhattan preview is epic. Yes, yeah, it absolutely. is. <laughs> absolutely, it's good. with him like looking out over the the uh, Hudson skyline. Not the Hudson, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and the, and that song and the song the Sinatra song. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that'd be a fun, a fun uh, versus war games for like October or something. Yeah, I was gonna say October's coming up. Uh, dates. It's, a, it's also oh. a good. It's a good like. Well, I, I guess Sean probably hasn't seen all of those entire series. Well, I right? guess he's gonna have to start watching. No, I don't. No, I don't think I have. So we, he, that would take some. Might not just be able to throw that one on him, but. Um, well, I got I got time. Last yeah. year, I was trying to watch all three in their entirety through October, and I accomplished exactly zero. <laughs> yeah. I will be doing a movie a day, hopefully. Yeah, I'm going to try I and do usually, that this year. I usually try and do all all ones that I haven't seen with peppered in like a few like of my grand, my you know absolute favorites, nice. but. Yeah, I'm gonna try and do a lot of double features this October. Not uh, yeah. not stretch myself too thin, but just like two movies that make sense together, and I will hopefully get to it. Uh, so, shutters, yeah. shutters, shutters, a big help with that for sure. It's actually almost a detriment sometimes because there's so much, but and they have yeah. so much coming out. Yeah. So I'm gonna go into Saturday. Um, Saturday, you know, like we said, we kind of ventured off the campground, got some foods. Breakfast fell apart. <laughs> Breakfast fell apart. We ended up going to Big Creek uh, Barbecue. Shout out to them. Delicious, delicious barbecue. Um, I can't say enough good things. I've only been there a handful of times, and it's never disappointed at all. The Those hog wings look Yeah, hog wings. The road was an absolute hot mess, and they were still busy. Mm-hmm. Like. You had to, what would you call that, Sean? A, a trench you had to drive over to get into that parking yeah, lot? Yeah, a little bit of a gully. Yeah, uh, Jesus. A trench. And you're riding a little hatchback. I thought we were going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, well, uh, the tires on my car do not handle bumps like that very well. Yeah. Did that? Oh, 
next year we won't make the mistake of uh of going to the diner no i knew well that was the only time the diner failed and we've been to that diner four times yeah but i knew as soon as we said eight it was gonna be a problem you could see the hostess's face was like uh well they were so full the hostess (laughs) they were so full like even if we had split four and four they couldn't fit us well i think she had that face because there was already an eight top sat and a 14 top Mm. so she was like oh my god That that diner stops serving breakfast at eleven thirty. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Oh uh, my god! She literally that? took three breakfast orders, and then Vinny went to order. She's like, "We stopped serving breakfast like minutes after she just took breakfast <laughs> yeah. orders." I was about to do like a Adam Sandler Big Daddy meltdown. I don't want to disparage that place, but if you're gonna call yourself a diner, you have to serve breakfast all day. Oh, I think someone said that they don't technically not call the diner. But yeah, it's um family restaurant. Yeah. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. And on, it, it, you do whatever you want during the week. On a weekend, you serve breakfast all day. You would think and after that, years of this happening on Labor Day weekend, they would be like, all right, we got to bring in some extra staff yeah. here or something. You've got to think they monitor the Mahoning drive-in no. like, schedule. They absolutely they, do not. Nope. <laughs> There's no way. But they should. They, they, they don't, should. They don't like, want us there. Yeah. They don't want There's us no there. There's no way that diner The whole town doesn't people. want us there. Yeah. There's no way that diner is full of people like that on a normal Saturday. Absolutely not. It's like old grumpy men. I'm I'm telling you during that whole time last year when the uh wind power field was gonna buy the Mahoning and we were gonna march to town hall and all that. We if it wasn't for the wind power company being like, oh sorry, we didn't know we were encroaching on like a historical venue, like we don't want to mess that up, we're backing out. If that didn't happen, we would have lost that battle because that town does not want us there. Well, it doesn't matter how much money we bring in, they don't want us. Oh, yeah. They hate people that aren't from there. Yeah. That's essentially how that town works. Yeah. Uh, shout out. I know you guys talked about it on a previous episode, but shout out uh, Radical Wine Company or Radical Wine. Yeah, it's a, I think it's Radical Wine Winery or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wine slushies. Uh, my parents came up on Saturday when I was a uh, hungover mess and we went to radical wine and, uh, that was a cool visit. you know, got, we got some slushies and well, it, it's, it was like six bucks for like a wine slushie and like four bucks for a decent beer. Shout out that place. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of yeah. the little, uh, Saturday afternoon place to go for the, the nicer part of town. At least your parents should be proud. They're, they're the first and probably last parents to come visit us on site. <laughs> yeah, I talked to my mom tonight, and she was like, do you think I could come back? Would your friends be mad about that? No. Like, Fuck no. Yeah. I don't give a damn. We come love, party. We love, we love visitors. Yeah. I thought it was cool how they, they wanted to see everything, see the tent area, see the concession area. Yeah, my dad grew up up there, sort of. At least my grandparents did. And uh, he's been driving past that marquee since he was a kid. And he never went, and he's like, I told him I was going up there for a two-day weekend, and he was like, "Do you think they'd let me in if I if I came and stopped by?" I was like, "Absolutely! Like, just come stop by, and I'll, I'll show you everything. I, I don't think they're going to care if you show up like early on a Saturday." And he just was loving it, man. You guys should do a. Uh, I don't know if there is any for the rest of this year, but they have the non-horror nights. You can do a father-son trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely going to figure that out next year. He he wants to do a night. I don't I don't know if he wants to camp there, but he'll... well, he can always stay at the not creepy at all Mahoning Inn. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so Saturday continued after 
delicious barbecue with some tailgating, some tailgating, some some drinkings, and some, some cornhole and. Uh, what's that other game called? I think we call it Polish Horseshoes with the bottle. Um, it has a name. Yeah, I can't remember. I forget what it was, but essentially it's like a pole with a fake beer bottle on top, and you throw a frisbee mm-hmm. and try to yeah try to catch it and knock the bottle over. It's, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. But we essentially, you know, the beanbag tournaments were were good. Yeah, we made some new friends. Uh, some people ventured over from their campsites to see what we had going on with all the games and everything yeah. and music. Dude named yeah, uh, I met, Matt, pretty I'm, cool. Yeah, Matt was really cool. Uh, you know, just really good to meet like-minded people. And just like, I mean, he and I especially were just like crushing and talking about music. Uh, I mean, we were definitely like at like the same shows growing up. He's all, he's from Levittown, which is where my dad grew up, um, 20 minutes from where I live now. Mm. And, uh, he had that Delco accent going. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, yeah, he was just, he was good people. And, um, he shared, he shared his pasta salad. He was praising it, man. He was uh, yeah. super stoked. His friend had brought it for him. And it's like, yeah, I, as a lover of pasta salad, I was like right there with him. I was just not hungry. Cause yeah. I ate all that pork. Um, and he left it at our site, and I threw it in my cooler. And then the next day, I saw him walk into the portos, and I was like, "Yo, I got your pasta salad in my cooler." <laughs> uh, so it was just funny. Uh, he got waste. He got. I lathered up like three different times, so I got like a little tan, but I didn't get burnt. And he was toasted the next day, <laughs> like um, definitely hot in the sun uh, Saturday afternoon. But those those bevies kept us. Uh, Cool yeah, we were having fun. Yeah, it was a good doing, time doing the music. Um, yeah, I'll be. Uh, I will be. That was my uh, private premiere of my latest playlist. I'll be posting it uh, on the first day of the autumnal equinox. Oh, oh very good. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that music, and I gotta. I always like when I discover a new band. And Pete, I I didn't dove into their Spotify afterwards, but. Pete turned on. Pete turned me on to a band called uh, Necro Goblicon that is pretty pretty dope. Check them out. Yeah, not quite on the level of gore stage tactics, but they, they do dress up like goblins, and <laughs> uh, and all their, and, and all their music is more or less based on goblins. They do a good. I don't know if you came across it while listening to them. They do a a really good. Uh, uh, system of a down cover, I think, of toxicity. Um, oh, okay. In, yeah, in, in their own st- in their own style. So, yeah, ne- check out Necro Goblicon if you if you're into uh, you know they're, they're, what you, I mean they're pretty thrashy. Um, oh yeah. But they, they they switch their style up a little bit each album. But you know it's it's metal, <laughs> over the top metal. So the, uh, the gates open. The new Saturday crowd came pouring in, and then as the sun began to set. Games were announced, and me and Jeff knew. Do or die. It's do or die. And I, well, I guess we both had a bad feeling. I, I thought it was the end of the run. Um, something in my gut was saying, end of the run. But we get up there for the eyeball toss. 28 teams for this one on Saturday. And the teams weren't half bad. Like, there's there, there's a bunch that get knocked out pretty early on. Oh. Some a couple of people were out in the first one. I know, which I never understood that. Uh, and they're just like, 
and they're always just like laughing about it like oh no maybe next time like i'd be like punch people it's in like, the face no, like no. seriously you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> You shouldn't even be able to like you're you're touch, at a touch an egg for the you're rest at of an arm's length of your partner, and people always get knocked out on the first throw. But uh, it got it got pretty far, and uh, what's his name from Exhumed? That's the uh, Dan. Yeah, he's the like camp counselor that runs the games, and he's a cool dude. He remembered from the previous night and previous eyeball tosses, like so he wasn't messing around and had us like normally each throw we just do one big. Uh, step back and at one point there was like eight teams left and he had us do massive like walk back to try to end this thing and we got pretty far was that the furthest you think you guys have ever thrown no nah, i think the furthest was the year we had the uh because it was so far jeff didn't even like know how to gauge <laughs> how far to throw it and like it is it, i did have this question it does have to be underhand right all right I guess it, it gets to a certain point. I don't think it has to be, yeah. Because if, if were, were you to get to a certain length, I think you'd have to, like... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that's what did... Uh, I think Shane and Dana did it the first night. And they were doing pretty well with you guys. And then Shane, I think, went with an overhand toss and overthrew Dana yeah. by, like, 25 feet. Oh, the trajectory yeah. <laughs> is completely different, yeah. though. Like, you have to... You know with a, an underhand toss that it's going to drop. Right. Whereas with an overhand toss, it's just going to keep flying. Mm -hmm. that, that's what did us um, in the second night. I gave Shane an underhand toss that was like, I don't know, 15 feet short of him, and he, he couldn't come up with it. Uh, Sean had a... Oh, yeah, Sean had a oh, nice yeah, so, dive. Oh, while, I, left, I left blood on that field. <laughs> Scraped the knee I up. Made a, a, I made a one-handed catch behind the guy to my left who decided to run to his right in front yeah. of me, and I Certain, lost Definitely an encroachment. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of encroachment. I lost, um, lost our egg and made a one-handed grab. Then he almost and... took one to the face. Yep. Um, but no, when I was like, kind of like just measuring by eye, you guys were like close to like half a football field away from each other. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it's wild. The fact that not I... quite, probably maybe like forty yards. The fact that I came up with that last catch, like, like I, I mean, you saw me like once it was like it's over, we won. I just spiked the shit out of that yeah, egg because I, I was done with this. Yeah. <laughs> so just like the combination, so there was seven hundred and fifty people in attendance apparently. So I would say seven hundred were watching, which is a lot of pressure when um, all those. Do you really think it was seven hundred people? It is. I don't think it was seven. Six fifty. I mean, still six fifty. I don't even think it was that much. I think I don't think there's more than like three hundred people there. Yeah. So they they said, they said there were seven fifty attendance though. I don't know. No, they sold. They say they maxed out around eight fifty attendance wise. Really? Uh, but, but I don't know if that's what they how had. Many people, but how many people do you think stay over? Right. There's no way that eight fifty stay over. No. No. Definitely no. not. I would say half. Half stay over. Like maybe less. Maybe. Or then it there's... doesn't seem like that. Like when you're watching everybody walk to the porta potty in the morning and stuff, it doesn't seem like no. that many people. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a good like it's a good amount of people. Plus, yeah. there had to be seventy five plus tents in the back. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, the game's out, a lot packed in. Yeah. We came out as victors. Yeah. Seven years in a row. And then after that, the pressure, was... the pressure next year is going to be only even more greater. <sighs> I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, they need to introduce a championship belt. We we're gonna have to introduce it. I don't think they care that much. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, don't. you you can have. They just get annoyed that it takes too long. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think you guys could have it made, but you have to understand that you have to hand it over. Yeah. Which, you know, if it's out of my pocket, not happening, I'm keeping that thing. I'll make, like, a little shit trophy, and I'll hand it over for, like, I don't know, 35 Nobody cares about trophies. The only thing in the world that matters is championship belts. You're right. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, the headlining movie of the night was Children of the Corn, which I had never seen, and I'm glad I finally did because I loved it. Uh, but they had, like, God, half, the, not half the cast, but, you know, the main cast. The main cast was in attendance with the director. And they did a Q and A, yeah, which was really a Q cool. and A, which was really fun. Uh, Courtney Gaines was. Um, <laughs> what was? Who said it? Do you Malachi. Think that, did you think that guy ever found love? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know he looked like he really grew into his face. Yes, he had a very. And it's funny because he was talking about how he found finding his scowl for that movie, and it was just like he just had these like big ginger lips. And he was just like kind of like like showing his teeth, and he was just like and scowling, and uh, you know it was it worked for the movie, but you know I, I don't I don't know that his parents even loved him. <laughs> Jesus, he's got a great beard. I'll tell you what. Yeah, beard was good. Yeah, now he's just got like long beard. Long he beard. looked much more normal, and the the hair like you know he lost that orange glow. <laughs> But Pete, I was very surprised he didn't like this one. I just think it's really slow and uh, kind of boring. Uh, I love it. I just, it's just, that's just. I love the I don't whole... think it's a. I don't think it's a bad movie. I love I the. In any way, trying to say that, it's just not for me. Yeah. Um, I love the, the dynamic with the kids, um, with Isaac and Malachi, and and the two nice kids. Uh, Wendell Hamilton's always a treat. I, I, I'm not against watching it again at any, at any time. I haven't seen... Well, I, I've seen a couple of the sequels, but, like, when I was really young. But I haven't watched any of the sequels as an adult. And I kind of want to go down that path, even though it's pretty widely known that each sequel, like, I think pretty steadily gets worse. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think it's one of those series where it's just, like, they never rebounded. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to take a poll here. Is it just me, or did the did the director come off as kind of a doucher? Nah, he a seems bit of fine. A I didn't get that vibe. Didn't he? He made it a point to say he never watched any of the sequels because none of them were ever going to be as good as his movie. He said that did he, he not... watched some of the six 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 one because um, the dude played Isaac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But he like, made. Like he only said he, he watched some of it. Yeah, he made a point to say I watched some of that one. <laughs> I don't know if he was a doucher, but I did catch that. I catched a little bit of an air there. There was some arrogance. Well, I, I, felt, I felt, yeah, I felt a little bit like he was like, because no one was asking him any questions. I felt like he was a little bit like, I don't know. Maybe it was just me reading into it. I think so. I picked up on a little bit of that. I didn't get it at all, but that was followed by Alice Sweet Alice, which is a great movie, um, which was followed by, oh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Yeah. Which we all went to bed for, but uh, I suggest if you haven't seen it, watch the Joe Bob version of it because you get all sorts of interesting tidbits, as always. Yeah, it was it was a good day and a good night. I'm already excited for next year. What were they showing on uh, Sunday? Do you remember? I forget. New Year's Evil was one of them. It was only a double feature, right? I, I don't even remember. Yeah, so it, it continued Sunday night, but we were not there for that. 
feel like the campsite breakdown went pretty seamlessly. Yeah, everything was good. Next morning, we hung out, had some drinks, broke down. We all went our separate ways. We had a full shanty town back there. Oh yeah, um, I would have loved to. Have, I would have loved to have stayed longer. I just get that itch. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I was ready to go. Yeah, I, I don't think I can do three nights. Sometimes you're just ready to get out of there. I wanted to do a uh, a quick shout out to Shane for helping me set up my tent because I was setting it for, for the first time. We oh, have yeah. a similar truck, truck bed, bed truck setup. bed tent. And now that now that I've done it, it's wicked easy. Um, but also, I rolled up there thinking like I was really prepared. Like I had like I could have not left and had food for the whole time. I had like equipment. I brought trash cans. But dude, Shane had like like he could have survived in the wilderness with what he brought. He's out of control. The dude was so prepared. He was. He I had mean, everything. he stocks up for this all year long. He loves. He to... must do a lot of camping. No, only Mahoney. But he, like, loves Camp Blood and then, like, just the uh, Mahoning events in general. And all fall and all winter long, he likes to get super bait and buy gear, <laughs> like, ridiculous gear to get ready for the next Camp Blood. He showered twice on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> like, full-blown, like, I thought he was just going to, like, maybe rinse his crotch off or something. He, like, full-blown, like, soaked up, sudsed up showered yeah that was a good setup and he I, offered it to I, us yeah you know i can't i can't lie as, as silly as it seems a little bit it must feel great because uh, i felt yeah. i felt scummy mid midway through yeah. saturday and it was all of the sunscreen i had on me it was such a simple setup compared to what i thought he was going to bring <laughs> i thought he was going to bring like a propane heater oh, and I, like thought a like, I thought he was going to like a whole shower it's just like a 10 gallon bladder with a hose yeah. on it it's like oh, okay this is reasonable <laughs> man's out of control but all in all, a successful Camp Blood, if I may say so. Uh, uh, one of the more fun ones overall for me. Our largest our largest group yet. Yeah. Not the strongest uh, lineup of movies by any means, but I think just in terms of the people and stuff, it was my the most fun I've probably had at one. I wonder the if uh, made that all worth it. Yeah. I wonder if next year they're going to start recycling movies. because They did this year. Well, the Friday 13th. But... Well, The Mutilator, they showed on Thursday. They showed that at like... Two years ago. Yeah, they're going to have to because there's yeah. only so much they get. Oh, well, it's, it's all up on uh, Exhumed and what they get a hold of and stuff. But speaking of recycling movies. Uh, good segue. Yeah, we're here for an episode of Watch This or Die. And Vinny, would you like to tell the good folks listening what we're watching? So we are diving into this one dropped on Paramount Plus, I believe, two weeks ago. And it is Orphan First Kill, the prequel to The Orphan. I want to start by saying, not a good title for me. I think it was a stupid title, and it has zero to do with the movie. Yeah. Like, First Kill makes it seem like, oh, you gotta see like the origins of why she... If you haven't seen the first one, does anyone want to lay it out? Sean, you want to lay it out for the, the folks since you just watched it? Uh, yeah, I just watched it. Uh... So the, just do the gist God, you don't the, have to give a whole second, rundown the second movie confused what happened to me in the, the first movie but she is a young girl that's adopted out of an orphanage to a family uh, the orphanage that adopts her out doesn't have a whole lot of documentation on where she came from as it turns out her, her roots are a little kind of fucked up uh, 
weird shit starts happening to the family. You find out she's not who the orphanage says she is. She's actually a adult that has a weird form of dwarfism. Basically like she a get, female Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> Only way, on or more, more proportioned, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, they mentioned that several times, that she's, she's perfectly proportioned. Yes. Uh, she tries to murder the whole family, and shit goes awry, as it usually does. Well, the creepiest part of that first one is when she's trying to hook up with the dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big... That, that comes... Oh, yeah. I think that comes around to playing this one. She's super yeah. horny. Oh, yeah. Super horny for the dad. Now, before we get, like, super into it, did you know that this... I don't know if the movie was based on it, but there's, like, a little bit of a, a real story of this happening. No, I've never heard that. The girl's <laughs> name, Google it, Natalia Barnett. She was adopted around the same time, I think, 08, out of Ukraine in the U.S. And the family was like, she threatened to kill us. She actually, turns out, has dwarfism and is a lot older than she says she is and was adopted in in the U.S. Uh, and the similarities to what this story are are, like, kind of frightening. Oh, I can't wait to read about this, then. Yeah, go Google her, Natalia Barnett. Uh Real thing. This actually happens. It's creepy. Creepy, creepy, creepy. All right, so yeah. So anyway, Orphan First Kill, right? You're thinking like, all right, we're going to get like the back. It's a prequel. You're going to get the backstory of like how she ends up becoming like a psycho. But you don't. She's just a psycho already. You st- The movie starts off with her in the, the sanitarium. Um, and legit, the doctor just says she's super dangerous <laughs> that's it like, like oh, don't, yeah. don't underestimate well, I, her I, she's dangerous i love how they're like they're like stay in this room uh our most dangerous patient is out, it has gotten loose stay in this room we'll let you out once we found her they don't bother to look in the room right nobody checked that room. before they lock her just in just shut her in they don't even turn a they don't even turn a light on yeah <laughs> just shoves her he in puts there. her in there in the dark <laughs> Well, there was the red light um, flashing. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that. That did you know add some creepiness for sure. Um. Um. But yeah, so we get uh, th- just yeah, she's dangerous. That's that's all you get. So, so I guess part of what um, what's important to say is that um, what you have to know going into this movie, if you haven't seen either of these, if you've seen the original. You kind of know what happens, at yeah. least you think you know, yeah. because they tell you once they once they figure out like who she is in the first one, then they say like this is what happened, like she was with this family first and blah blah blah. So you think you know what happens, but what's nice about this one, and it's kind of what got me interested in watching it because a lot of people are like, eh, it's you know, it's just another movie that's not going to get a theatrical release, blah blah blah. Which at this point, I don't think matters anymore <laughs> no. because. We already talked about Prey, which is a better movie than anything that's been released in theaters this year, probably. Um, so anyway, um, what's good about this movie is that instead of you waiting for a twist, the twist happens kind of in the middle, and you're not really expecting it, and it's not your typical kind of twist. So Yeah, I um, was not to... Should we avoid that twist? Um, God, well, I no, can't, I, we can't I, really I, talk I about gonna, the rest I, of the movie if we avoid it. Yeah, 
All right. Well, if you haven't seen oh, oh, the movie, oh, oh. turn this episode. Yeah, off. turn it off now. Then, Go watch it and start back up. Yeah. Um, I was honestly out of it until the twist. I was like, all right, I don't really care about this at this point anymore. Yeah. No, no, and it needed it, and it was good. Yeah. No, good twist. Um. So anyway, she escapes the asylum with the help of what I'm guessing is a horny security guard. Yeah. And he was trying well, to get. She... This movie and the first one makes it alarming towards men how quickly they will succumb to a small child seducing them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, they know she's 31 in this, but yeah, like the but fact still. that she looks like she is 10. Yeah. But, but she's still in a room full of like dolls. Mm-hmm. You know, like they still treat her like she's a child. Because she, she plays into it for them. Yeah. So she doesn't seem as loony. But to be fair, yeah. once again, you don't get an explanation of the looniness. She's just a loony killer for God Yeah, knows you what just reason. have to assume because of like the scars and shit, you just assume that she's been like passed around like a Well the scars are from her trying to get out of her restraints, he says. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. she does not like being restrained. Yeah. Um but anyway, so she kills horny. Unless it's by <laughs> Unless it's by Daddy. Oh, boy. Daddy. Daddy. The the escape is very simple, which is... The, secu- <laughs> the security in this place yeah, is... Terrible. Terrible. She just oh my God. takes a security card and walks down the hall. <laughs> and then uh, she essentially gets out. Europe. Yeah. She essentially gets out by... Um, she... Uh, Seems to have one of the other inmates trained to attack for candy. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And why yeah. is she there? Was that like the last door she had to get through? And she's like, oh, no, I can't make it. Uh, let me throw Idra or whatever her name was, a piece of candy. <laughs> and she just walks out like the fucking front door. Yeah, that's it. Out the front door and into the art therapist's car. As simple as that. Which, well, okay, so that's one thing. Um, as far, okay, so so the art therapist, like, you know, it's snowing, the windshield wipers go, and she sees her standing in front of the car. Lock but then the she seemingly, <laughs> then she seemingly runs away. Yeah. Because then there, because then there's a scene where the art therapist is back in the building, and they're talking about how she escaped, and the guy's kind of just like, well, hopefully we'll find her. Yeah. And then she goes and gets back her in her car and does. Which, how would you not check your car? Right. How would the police not check her car? Um, there's yeah, there's anyway. a lot of flaws going on in the movie. Again, it's Eastern that. Europe. Everyone, you got to assume everyone's drunk on vodka. <laughs> well, all right. So let's just ignore that for a second. And now she she makes her escape. She gets herself caught by the police so that she can do this whole um, Esther thing. And they bring the parents over. They seemingly do nothing other than have the mother show up. Like, there's no, like, fingerprinting or eye color or uh, descriptive marks. Like, nothing. They're just like, is this your daughter? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, mommy. And then it's like, back to America we go. Like, that. I literally have a note. I literally have a note here that says, my note here says, very few questions asked. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm a little girl. 
I'm Lack this of girl. background check. Yeah, I'm this girl. Take me back. Take me home. So, like, I had a note written too, uh, like right after, because they're all like, the son meets her and he's just like, hey. Yeah. He's yeah. like, sup. Yeah, which, I mean, makes sense later in the movie. Yeah, does he? Um, he also, got to mention this because it won't make sense if we don't. The family that she goes back with, she's pretending to be their missing daughter. She finds, like, this missing girl that looks sort of like her on a database, and then that's what she uses to get out of the country. So the dad has been grieving since this girl's been missing. It's, like, completely ruining his life. Yet the mother is just moving on, and I think, what did she say, like, after the fencing thing? Like, just, like, she's not coming back. Yeah. And then she comes back, And then sort of. Before the twist, like, you're led to believe, like, the family just accepts that it's her, and you're kind of it's kind of weird, like oh, like she doesn't even. She, I mean, she looks similar, but not like exactly. Right, and there's and, not a lot of. And they try well, to, was they, it supposed to be four years? Yeah, they try to establish. Years, like, oh, yeah. well, it was four years ago, so she she would have done a lot of growing up. And they made like some sideways uh, comment, like oh yeah, she picked up that accent, like must be the trauma. <laughs> four years. Yeah. Um. So the like to touch on like okay so. Not only in just like the, um, so her being found on a swing by a policeman being like, little girl, where are your parents? <laughs> in, like, the, in the middle like, of the night. And, 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 and them not asking many questions. But not only, like, think about, like, she even, okay, say she gets through all, like, the, the, the mumbo jumbo of, like, you know, having to go to an embassy and, like, to do all that crap because you have to, they're not just going to put her on a plane, right? Right. And then, but then you get back and they're just like, you don't think why aren't they like i know like they're trying to deal with it's a child so but like no one asked her like so how the fuck did you get to the ukraine or wherever well they're like oh, she is. doesn't really want to talk about it yeah <laughs> like it was really traumatic <laughs> who kidnapped you you know how how did you get to a random ass country in eastern europe uh yeah anyway I'm I'm, 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 sounding critical. I it, do. It, it seems like we're nitpicking and being critical, but like it's just glaring. It's glaring stuff. There's a lot of holes, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, like I was in. I was like, all right, like well, you know, like I said, I I'm, was. I'm fine with all this. I was pretty yeah, much yeah, like yeah, yeah. done it's just with laughable. it. I was like, all right, whatever. I I get it. Um, so when she comes back, the father is um overcome with joy and he's getting back to his old self he's painting again and this stuff so it's like really great for him um the and his got his goth black light yeah his, his sweet paintings the, the black light painting was a nice throwback i think to <laughs> mm-hmm. how she got to like learn how to do that even though he doesn't really teach her yeah she just figures it out <laughs> she just figures that out the um the brother the whole time is very dismissive and the mother seems um fake happy yeah like you could tell she's not buying it but at the same time she's just trying to to cope with it yeah shout out julia style yeah it took me a minute to realize that was her yeah i don't think i've seen her anything since dexter yeah i liked her in this i thought she did well yeah same same especially for here comes the twist right She's a vile piece of shit. Murder family. Yeah. yeah and, she's a big old piece of shit. Yeah, she's a big old piece of shit. The son killed the real Esther. Roughhousing, or I guess they were arguing. I don't, it was basically like, like a... Like sibling, the, uh, sibling yeah, but, fight shit. Yeah, but to the next level, like... 
Well, he killed her. Yeah. So, yeah well, the, no, that's the thing is that they're like, oh, he always played too hard with her. There's a massive age gap. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she was what four years and she's supposed to be ten, so she would have been he six. And like he's eight. sixteen. He... Yeah. Yeah. So if he's sixteen and she's ten. Yeah, the age gap is six years. It's nah. He's just yeah, a, he he's just, twelve. He's like a murderous 12. fuck. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so twelve and she was six. So yeah. Mama's a big old piece of shit, and her and the son, which this kind of also was like, this is a little messed up. They seem like partners in crime. The mom and the son, like they're totally unfazed by the fact that they like murdered. The, yeah. the daughter slash sister she, she and help cover it up. Help cover it up, and now they're like ready to murder again. Like whatever it takes to keep that secret, we're doing. But the dad wasn't in on it. At right, all. he has no clue. And I find it hard to believe that a sixteen-year-old, which would have been a twelve-year-old at the time, would have kept that secret real good. Yeah. Um, and he seems completely normal. Like he w- he was th- like had a had a house party he was drinking beers yeah, he, had his he seems like a normal but uh, uh, otherwise was like a well-adjusted kid a rich kid douchebag kind of thing going on accidentally murdered his sister yeah so julia styles knows the mom knows that this is not her daughter and then when she finds out for a fact because um esther is essentially trying to keep her secret and follows this detective home who's been like creeping on her and murders him, and then Julia Stiles comes in and is like... Finishes him off. Yeah, she finishes him off, then points the gun at her, and she's like, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to play this little game because my husband is way better than he used to be. He's back to his old self, and our family She's has, getting that D. Yeah, she's getting the D, and the family had too much to lose because they were rich and they matter, which was one of the funniest recurring lines to me in the movie. It's like... We we matter, we matter. Yeah, I mean that was just think... building the audience to hate them. Well, yeah, but Esther's no hero either. That's the problem. Yeah. That's where this falls apart for me in the long run. Are one you thing say, I didn't understand. One thing I didn't understand about oh. the investigator. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to jump in, but the investigator is looking at their fingerprints and he's analyzing fake Esther's fingerprints versus real Esther's. Where the fuck did they get real Esther's fingerprints? Were they fingerprinting the the young missing daughter at some point? Well, the they th- must have gotten them off something of hers, just like he got them off of her record. Yeah, and then the therapist. Yeah, I, guess, I guess the therapist is supposedly a ther- therapist that she had already been seeing. So Damn. she was seeing a therapist when she was six, which is strange. Yeah, what, the fuck is, what happened? To, what was her deal? And the therapist keeps going. You don't remember that? You don't remember that? So you're telling me you would ask a six-year-old, or you'd expect a six-year-old who's been kidnapped to remember minute details after four years of, like, what is supposed to have been the most traumatizing shit in their life. But then, I forget what story, I forget what story Esther's telling, but then they have that moment where, like, therapists, like, they show her, like, submit, where she's like, oh, yeah, like, like, yeah, she's telling the story exactly how it happened. It's her. Yeah, it's gotta be her. Yeah. (laughs) She's so well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, if she didn't know the difference between a macaw and a parrot, that yeah. fucking idiot. <sighs> Dummy. What an idiot, so, stupid ten year old. <laughs> Macaw's a parrot. A parrot's not a macaw, you idiot. <laughs> do you do you think we're supposed to think that like Julia uh Styles. Styles 
thinks like that somehow this was her daughter and that she like wasn't actually dead for a little no, bit. No, I think she definitely threw that. Nah, she was yeah. in. She was right. on the cover up from the jump. It just seems like, I guess. How would I don't know how I would sleep if I was her, knowing that this isn't her, and how did this person decide to get here and like whatever you know? Yeah, that's um, yeah. That wasn't even addressed. Yeah, no, they didn't address that at all. There's like one um, point where she's like creeping around her room, and finds yeah, the and book. she's like, <laughs> she's like, that is my private diary. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I thought my gold watch might be in here. So one thing I thought that was funny. It was very clear to me that any like wide shot, they never showed her face. It was clearly just a child body. Doll. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, they film her from like every angle except for straight yeah, on. Yeah, I, I think they base. I think they also use the uh, uh, kind of like the same camera trick that they use in like Lord of the Rings uh, to make like the hobbits look small. Mm. It's like it's just like you can't tell from watching it, but like the bigger person is sitting closer to the camera. Right. The, yeah. Uh, force the, perspective it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Force. Yeah. 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 So I think they did um, a pretty impressive job with that and they, they had to use some CGI. So the, the woman that played Esther in the first orphan, uh, Isabel Furman was 10 years old. So that, that lined up. That's the same girl. No, I know. But, oh. but then, so now she's 23. All oh, right. Playing a 10 year old. Uh, well, a yeah. fake ten year old. Yeah, fake ten year old. So they yeah. they did a pretty Except, good job of that. Like you can see the difference in her face. Like yeah, she's, she's got a thinner aged. face. Yeah, but you knew you, you knew that was going to be a thing, and you just kind of accepted it by yeah, watching. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because um, they never show her more than like like halfway torso up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's never you in never like a see full her. frame. You never see her. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I thought this movie was pretty dark too. Just like. In terms of lighting, for sure, I feel I like agree. that was intentionally intentionally so. Mm-hmm. Agree with that one hundred percent. Julia Stiles at this point now is just like, just the son even says it, and it still blows my mind. It's like you have this stranger in your house who you know came from like some weird psych ward, and you're totally cool with just like going to sleep with her chilling <laughs> and I, I get the whole gist is like well you got just as much to lose as us because they'll ship you back to Estonia and put you back in the psych ward but it's like if she killed them all in their sleep it's over yeah, <laughs> yeah she gets away scot free you know what they don't really address that I'm curious about is um, and I guess maybe it would be like a trust kind of thing but like um, so everyone now still assumes that she's the daughter, right? Because that she's adopted in the next one, saying that her her family died tragically. Isn't she like rich? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that all her money? That's a good point. But like so I that... said, it might it might be like a trust thing where she that she doesn't get that money until she's eighteen, which in this the real person's life, she'd be like fifty. So I just watched the first orphan. Wasn't she adopted from Estonia to the U.S.? Like, they made it sound like she it was an adoption. She came over, and then they couldn't really figure out what happened. But, like, in this one, she wasn't adopted. It was their daughter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I like, thought she... 
she didn't come from a Russian orphanage, which was what the whole orphan or the uh, the whole first orphan was about. Mm-hmm. And then, like I, I like that whole maybe just because I watched them back to back and they were playing fast and loose with what an adoptee was, but mm. I don't no, think I think this story doesn't line up exactly the same as I remember orphan I was, thought... which I watched yesterday. I thought that she in the first one was an orphan because her family died in a fire and she's just like this sweet girl whose family died in a fire and it's traumatic and so these people adopted her i think she was adopted and then the family died in a fire they, they definitely talk about the family dying in a fire but yeah, I, I didn't think it was her i haven't her, seen the first her. one in quite a while so yeah i haven't seen i remember the in details a couple years yeah, it's, yeah it's it's been like 360 minutes for me so. <laughs> The, oh, um, where are we? But there, there's definitely some inconsistencies in the story from from what I thought. I um I especially love how the um Julia Stiles and the son Gunner. I hate that name so much, Gunner. They're always calling it's a, dog, like, it's a dog's name. They're like, you're a monster. It's a dog's name. That's a dog's name. You're a monster and a freak, and it's like. She looks like a ten-year-old. I don't think she looks like a. I mean, I guess, but <laughs> I like a ten-year-old girl. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like my well, husband will never love a freak like you. I was like, um, she's not Quasimodo. I mean, she just <laughs> looks like a little kid. I don't think monster or freak is the right word to use. But anyway, the rest of the movie is just like this gamesmanship of like Julia Stiles making her her bitch and Esther trying to figure out a way to kill Julia Stiles. And um, you basically just get to the end game where it's like, she's pushed too hard. So now they're just going to kill Esther. And now Esther's trying to escape. And it's weird. Cause like I said, they're playing it off. Like Esther's the hero. Like you, you're supposed to feel for Esther, but you know that there's nothing to feel for. Like you, they pull you to to feel that way, but you know in well, they, in reality, like who cares? They should all die. Yeah, they wanted you to root for her, but that didn't work for me, and it seems right. That's what I mean. Go. It's like uh, yeah. I don't care who dies here. Like I need to clearly know that Esther's not going to die because this is a prequel. Yeah. But why would I be rooting for her to live when she's pretty much just as bad as the other ones? Um, I think the thing was just state of affairs in the country with like rich people and we all hate them that kind of thing they use that the... does she no questions asked died in the original i don't even remember i don't to be remember. honest sean sean uh the last thing i think they show of her was she was in the the frozen pond or whatever okay so yes yeah, so, she so that, her death if her death happens off screen okay so, I mean, I'm sure they could segue that into a follow-up because, oh, she got out of the frozen pond or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, think they'll go Vera, for Vera, Vera, uh, whatever her last, Vera. Something with an F. I know you're talking. Yeah, she, she kicks her in the face at the end of Orphan and her head snaps back and like, that girl's dead. Yeah. Okay. She should be dead. I don't uh, think they would go down the sequel route after doing the prequel. Yeah. Especially because... Um, this did hit theaters and Paramount at the same time, and I didn't look up any data or anything. But I don't think I, I went it, to theaters at all. 
No, I didn't. Oh, did? uh, this vestibule didn't have Paramount, so she went and saw it in the uh-huh. theater. Uh, and she loved it. She wanted me to mention that she gives it a watch. Um, but this didn't make like big time money hitting Paramount. I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. continue this any further. Well, just to finish it off here, House Catches on Fire. The deaths of Julia Stiles and Gunner are the most anticlimactic deaths I've probably seen in a movie in quite a while. <laughs> I thought Gunner's was pretty good. She like, stabs him like yeah, I mean, no, but it's anticlimactic. Like, yeah. she's just he's like, we don't have to do this. Like trying to Connor, and she's like, oh really? Pulls out a crossbow and blasts him. Yeah. Like then she stabs the shit out of him. But it's like it, not climactic at all. It's just like, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> takes it. <laughs> The Julia Stiles' death is uh, the husband comes home from his little like trip to the city, and they're both hanging off the roof. She says straight up, "I'm losing my grip," and he still doesn't grab her. <laughs> oh, he's well, got because... to decide. He's got to decide between the daughter and the wife. Not really. The daughter is like fifty yeah, pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and then Julia Stiles just falls. But... They're also in like full panic, and they're in like full panic, and she's like, "She's not your real daughter." She's lying. (laughs) She's like, "Huh? Huh? This is a lot to process in the five seconds I have to grab out of your hands." Not, not that it really matters, but the father's kind of a shitty actor. Oh, well, this is the the part like, and for being like the end of the movie, I was like, "Oh, dude, this guy just like ruined the movie." He pulls her up. He's like just happy to have saved his daughter, and he's like smushing her face and her little false fronts fall out and you can see like her nasty which they don't explain i guess it's part of the disease but she has like nasty teeth and he's squishing her cheeks like uh i love you so much like i'm so glad i saved you the teeth fall out and immediately what kind of monster are you like no other questions doesn't have another question just you're some sort of monster that's i was like oh god (laughs) it's like why did they have to go right there like that's his first reaction. No, like, disbelief or, like, just, what kind of monster are you? Then he falls off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, something falls. She, she, she makes a pass at him. It's like, oh, I did this for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she, and then she pushes him, and she's like, oh, no, Alan. Does she push him, or does he fall? I, th- I think she pushed him. I thought he just she fell. Was I grab he fell. him. There- Oh yeah, yeah. It was a lunge. Uh, yeah. It was a lunge there. Just like the, the psychology of this movie is really bad because it's just so glaring. It's not like all right, I can buy some of it. It's just like uh, no questions asked for anything. Just you're a monster. Come to America, like uh, all this stuff. But I was I was entertained and in it the whole way through, um, even like with this ridiculous stuff going going on yeah like i said for me the twist brought me back around and it didn't fall apart too much and i mean the whole like son mother thing was a little uh, far-fetched like i mean it's a movie obviously it's far-fetched but it just like it didn't feel like it made a lot of sense like Like, i just don't yeah it just it felt like he should have been in his 20s or something like that yeah not some like high 16 year old high school kid who is the mind of a fucking master uh, manipulator or something well what's the verdict boys I give it a watch I give it a watch 
I do too, which is funny because for a for a movie that came out 13 years after the original, I think they did a really good job. But I yeah, don't think I would give like Orphan the, the gap. I don't think I don't think I'd give Orphan One a watch. Mm. Really? Wow. And no, I give it Orphan One big... uh, just purely for the twist because it it caught me so off guard when I first saw it. Like I th- I thought it was like... strictly a creepy kid uh, kind of movie and not like uh, creepy in two thousand nine. Creepy kid movies were kind of like uh, all the rage, but like in a paranormal way. So like since this one wasn't paranormal and it just seemed like it was going to be a killer kid kind of movie, that twist with her being an adult was pretty good and and definitely caught me. Yeah, there was stuff I liked about the first one. Uh, I watched it after taking an edible and having a drink or two last night. And I have a bunch of notes on my iPhone that were just like, this movie sucks. I'm only 25 <laughs> minutes in. Um, but uh, I, I definitely like this one better than I'll, the first one. I'll make it unanimous with a watch. Um, for me, it was slow. The twist kind of brought me back in and I was like, all right, well, where are we going with this? Uh, some of the acting, like Pete said, is not good. And the just glaring lack of um, psychology and just the what would you call it like knee-jerk reaction is everything it's it's yeah but it's it's entertaining for sure i'm uh, a little surprised um and i can't even really put my finger on why but it seems like pretty universally this is getting a lot of love so i i've heard that as well it's still Scores worse than the first one by a point on IMDb, for what it's worth. I don't know shit about Rotten Tomatoes or anything, so yeah. you know what that's doing. Um, but I think yeah, the twist is more powerful in the first one because yeah, when like the way they do it too, she's like starts rubbing off her makeup and pulls the the fronts out, and you're like, what? <laughs> um, the twist in this one is definitely unexpected. Yeah. Um, but and it, and it happens pretty early on, so that catches you off guard more yeah. because you're not like ready for it. Right. To but then it kind of unravels as it goes along, and it feels less and less um, uh, powerful, if, if that makes sense. But, but even with like the not just with the critics, like uh, Vestibule really liked one. There's a girl at work that's like big time into horror that I talked to, and she loved it. Um, on social media, I've seen some like friends that we follow. Like they, they're really digging this. Like I, I'm a little surprised, like how across the board. I haven't seen anybody give it any. I don't know that I would even call this a horror movie, though. I wouldn't call either one a horror movie. Yeah, yeah it's more like a thriller. Yeah, thrillers. Yeah. The f- um, the first one more than this one, but yeah, this one definitely the, thriller. The first one has a a very big cult following. Like you either liked it or you either loved it or you were like nah that's not for me that's how i that's how i feel about the first one uh, and 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 like people i've seen talk about it like people are like either passionate about the first one or they care less that's how i feel about swim fan i love swim fan but a lot of people not i think it's a swim fan was a big um that was like a date movie for me in middle school so it's got a special place. Yeah, I enjoy it. 
I always wanted a woman that crazy. That's all I'm saying. I remember anyway. being led to believe that was going to be a good jerk-off movie, and it wasn't. What? Yeah, something about the preview made me think, like, oh. Because they're in a pool? Well, I'm going to spank you in the Halle, movie. The Halle Berry boobs? That's not swim thing. Halle Berry. That's... Is that not? No, that's... Um, oh, I'm, I'm that's, thinking Swordfish. Yeah, yeah that's Swordfish. Just, uh, that's a that, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah that's, all right, all right, all right. that's a spank movie. That's oh, not Vinny. an easy... All right, I, that's not a big confusion. Come on. <laughs> Vinny, whether or not it was a good one, it happened anyway. What? You spanking uh, at the swim fan? Yes. Ah, oh, well, yeah, because I was all geared up, ready to go. Spanking the swordfish. Yeah, yeah the, the pool scene, the pool scene where they yeah, where they make sweet yeah. tender love. <laughs> How come that guy never? Nothing ever happened with that actor. Like he was in that, and he was in, um, uh, the cheerleading movie, and like that was it. Yeah, I don't know. Just look up. He's got. He's got to have some credit somewhere. The same with her. Like she wasn't in a ton after that either. Who was that? Oh, she's hot. I can't remember her name. She kills a bunch of people for him. That's all I'm saying. That's love. <laughs> Live. All right. Well, unanimous watch right, for something good. new yeah. coming out of my mouth. For something that we kind of just shat on for the last hour. But that's yeah, the thing. I, I don't it's... want it to seem like we're shitting on it. Yeah, like, no. It's just... There's weird stuff going on, but as you're watching it, you kind of... You'll pick it out. You'll in, just... You know, but you, you also know, glaze over it, kind of. It's very important that this movie was, like, straight up, like, an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. If it had been... Yeah. The first one's huge. over two hours. The first one is? Yeah, two, two hours one? and six minutes. I wrote that, like, several times in my notes. That movie was long, and... This one was yeah, there's, 98. There's no, there's no need this, for that This movie one was not. Two hours yeah. and six minutes. That's this right. one's 98 minutes. It was, I'm uh, sure the budget the budget on the first one was probably a lot bigger. Oh, for sure. Sure. But it was enjoyable. It was worth it. You know, I didn't feel like I lost time in my life. Who were the parents in, in the first one? Was, was it Patrick Wilson? No, it's... No, um, it was... Uh, uh, Vara... Peter Sarsgaard? Yeah. Peter from here? Oh, yeah. I like him. I like him. I fucking love some Peter Sarsgaard. And I felt like he phoned it in a little. <laughs> Probably. <At least> it, <laughs> I, feel like, um, I feel like he, like, semi-always phones it in, but, like, that's just yeah. his style. But, like, I, so, if we can go back to the first one... For like a second they had that scene in the beginning where she has the like miscarriage weird scenario and he's definitely one of the doctors in that scene with like his face in him he's like got the full scrubs and the mask on and i was like oh this is definitely going to come back to play in the rest of the movie with like the daughter being an orphan and a killer and it doesn't come up again and i'm like what the fuck happened who's a doctor the the the, the the father, uh, Peter Sarsgaard, the father, he's in, maybe he's just in scrubs. Yeah, don't they make you wear scrubs to be in the yeah. room? Yeah, but it's like a like a dream night, nightmare sequence when she gives. Uh, well, well, well. Like, I thought her miscarriage, like the death of her daughter sequence, was going to be important to the film. And had nothing to do with it. Hmm. Well, well, yeah, it's been a while, so yeah. I can't even speak to it. I, I, it just, it's very fresh in my memory. Like, she yeah. has a miscarriage, and they're like, oh this is like a weird dream nightmare sequence. And then the whole orphan movie follows and it has nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Oh, that yeah. scene right. didn't, it, we got to cut this movie down yeah. to an hour and 40. Yeah. Why not? Some people like cucumbers better pickled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of them. I'll tell you what. what. I'll tell you what. All right. Well, it was a great weekend for me. Yeah. I'm glad we got to record. 
this evening. Uh, I know we got some scheduling conflicts coming up, but we're going to try and make it work. Yeah, so we'll we'll have a watch us or die again coming up. We're going to, uh, now that we're in September, we're going to dive into a little bit of a streak of non-horror, just as a little break before we really dive into horror heavy for the month of October. So we got a watch us or die coming, uh, probably with just myself, Jeff, and Pete. Sean's got a little work trip. Then after that, we'll have a War Games. We're debating a triple threat match. Uh, Leo versus Brad Pitt versus... Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. So that should be fun. And we'll have some more things along the way to wrap up September. We but. should do it on a night that we're both, all of us are off the next day so we can get together and drink mega pints. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I'm in on that. All right, well. But October is coming upon us, everybody. Yeah. Gear up. Shutter's already, Shutter's already in it as of you know today. They got the 61 days of Halloween. As soon as October 1st hits, you know, all the other networks and streaming services are going to be doing the same thing. We'll be talking about drops from our various uh, horror merchants that we love and things that we're getting. Good time. Good, good time. Good time. Good time. Busy, to, busy time's coming. Busy time. Anything to add, boys? Um, I'm going to take this. Love, peace, and chicken grease? That's my thing. <laughs> All go right, support well, the Mahoning. Yeah, go support go the Mahoning. Support the you Mahoning. got to like Halloween before they shut it down. Some good stuff coming up too. Freddy Fest is coming Freddy up. Freddy Fest, uh, The Thing on a Tunnel Vision Tuesday. Pieces on a Tunnel Vision Tuesday, I believe. Um, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Mondo Argento. So there's still time if you've never been or if you just want to get out there in general. Um, get out there. Dirt cheap. Good times. That's the best. So for the Killer Pod crew, I'm Jeff. And uh, love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And we're out.